DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We're joined now by Jason Buck, former Allen Trophy winner at BYU, a Super Bowl champ with the Washington Redskins. Jason, good morning. Good morning, Big DJ. We have many things to discuss with you, but since I just introduced you as a Super Bowl champion with the Washington Redskins, you have uh, a lot of emotional investment in that nickname. Is this something you think about? Or, hey, it was time to change just a while ago. Just move on. Who cares? I got the ring. I can still call and text my teammates. The memories never change. What are you thinking as you hear all this play out in Washington? Well, I mean, that's that's true. I mean, I'll, well, the memories will never change. And my teammates were a family forever, and I, I think we're all frustrated with it. it. It breaks our hearts. You know, I was just at a reunion a couple of years ago. You know, they have them annually out there, and we're just one big family. And, you know, I talked to Snyder personally, you know, a couple of years ago, and he promised me he'd never change that name. So, you know, I understand the pressure he's under from FedEx and the corporations, but, man, this this just really sucks to see politics get involved in sports. I just hate politics get involved in sports. I don't think it ever has a place there. And, and you know, the cancel culture wins another one, man. It's, it's really frustrating. Were you there when uh, Cashley was there? Yeah, Charlie. Yep. Yeah, he was my guy. He's my cousin. My grandmother. What? Yeah, my Charlie grandmother's... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure my grandmother's is. a Casserly. Yeah. Wow. My grandmother's maiden name was Casserly. Yeah. <laughs> so... No way. What a small world. Yeah. You know, Charlie, no, he was great. And he loves me, of course. That's one of the reasons I was at the Redskins. And, yeah, I see Charlie once in a while, you know, at the reunions. But, yeah, I was part of that so great I'm, organization with Joe Gibbs and Joe Bugle and, you know, all those kind of guys. And, of course, Jack Kent Cook was the owner back then. But it's it, it just stinks i mean they're americana they're part of you know the cowboys and the packers and you know just the you know we sang that song hello redskins since 1936 or 37 you know it's just it was just such a source of pride for the community and the country and it really stinks to to see it go that's what I was going to ask you. Can you explain what that franchise has meant to that community? Because obviously, if you've been back there, you know what it's about. Oh, man. If, if anybody is in Washington, D.C., they know how much the Redskins means to that community. I mean, it, it evolves around that entire area. And when you go uh, to Washington, D.C., and when you're winning like we did, you know, in that that last Super Bowl is absolutely on fire. And I go back still, you know, being so many years and people know me and remember me. And it's just, that is so, uh, such a part of the culture of Washington, D.C. and that whole seaboard over there. Do you still go back to RFK? Because, of course, uh, you know, they, they were playing soccer there until about a year ago, and I called a game there, and I thought of you, but I got to say, the place was so run down. There were all kinds of jokes about raccoons driving trucks and rats getting on logs because there was a huge rainstorm, and it flooded the whole field. The, the dugout, that tunnel in the dugout, you probably walked through a 
couple gazillion oh, times, yeah. had four feet of water on it. The line of goo on the side of the wall when the water receded, you could see how much water was in there. It was just, but you still go back there and the memories, who cares that it's not what it was? Oh, yeah. I mean, it is part of your memories. We, and I drive, I drive, I've driven by it a couple of years ago. And of course, you don't go back in that neighborhood very often because it's a tough part of town. And uh, we always joked about it when I was playing there that, you know, keep your, keep your doors locked, watch for carjackers, be ready to use your car as a weapon to get through there. You know, there was a murder in the stadium, you know, the last year. I mean, I got all those stories when I first claimed to, came to play for the Redskins, right? Because we, we were 30 miles. Our practice facilities were out, you know, in Ashburn. So we just drive in for the game. But it was always crazy. But it had so much tradition. When you went in there, guys, I mean, it played the Cowboys on Sunday night or Monday night. And RFK was full, and you'd sit there on the field, you know, when you're warming up, and and you look in, you could look through the bleachers, right, and see the wooden frame underneath, and the crowd would get going, and you stood all three hours at RFK, nobody sat down, and the, the so you look through and see the stadium just rock. It would literally just shake and and rock up and down with the people, you know, cheering in the games. It was it was an unbelievable experience. So it's you know it's it's it was an awesome place to play. But you're right, it stinks to see it run down in time, and it's just kind of one of those inner city stories like Detroit or the rundown cities that just don't take care of themselves, and you see something like that fade. But I got to play there in some great great times. Do you have a preference on what you would like to see the new name? Oh. Dude, it makes me sick to even think about it. I, I will always be a Redskin. I'll die a Redskin. And whenever I talk about the team, it'll still be the Redskins. I don't care what they name it, you know. I mean, the Houston Oilers are gone, and you know now they're the Titans. And But uh, I hope they come up with something good. I'll always, I, you know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll make enough money someday to buy the Redskins franchise and rename it the Redskins <laughs> and put it in their face. But we'll see. I mean, hopefully it's something nice and tough that, uh, you know, the Buckster can live with, right? So as a former football player and then your kids played football and all that, um, what do you think about the upcoming football season? And do you think differently for the college the college players and, and the pros? You know, I really think, I know this is kind of crazy, but, you know, you look at it, I, I wish the NFL would have been ahead of this, you know, coronavirus um, thing, which, which is hard for everybody to, you know, science changes every day, it seems like, on it. But I wish they would have just taken the guys back in the spring and uh, locked them all up the organization up and like they do in a camp scenario and exposed everybody to COVID-19 and got, they're all young athletes with strong immune systems and just get the dang thing over with and have herd immunity on the, on the players and let them go out and play the, be ready to play the season. But, uh, you know, if everybody have to have masks in the stadium, fine. And, you know, uh, laser readings at the front for temperature checks and so on and play a little defense, but I'd love to see him just fill those stadiums like America needs to with healthy people and protect the high risk and so forth with some common sense, but man, we got to function as a society and go forward. So 
I'd, I'd like to see the stadium full of good, healthy people and go play football. It's part of America. It's part of our economy. It's our you know emotion and our heart. And I just I just think we need to do it. So I know it'll change a little bit, but we ought to battle through it. In my opinion, you know, college football. It didn't surprise me at all to see the conferences drop the you know non-conference games of course you can see that one coming so you know BYU Independence is in huge trouble which is no surprise unfortunately I always disliked Independence and and now they got to really scramble so I, I just hope political correctness and all that kind of craziness doesn't get in the way we America needs the game in college and pro. So you've re- referenced politics a couple of times. You would prefer no politics involved in sports whatsoever, I take it? Oh, absolutely. I, I wish they'd keep sports, whether it's the Olympics or any sports at all, as a sacred place. You know, when I say that, whether it's a soccer stadium or a football stadium, you know, I, I think of football as that, you know, that pure place when we came into that huddle whether it was at the Bengals or the Redskins or wherever you'd, you you came in with guys from black white and brown every religion in the United States of America and guys from the west coast and east coast and deep south and midwest farms and inner cities as different of men as you could ever have on the planet put together in that locker room and you know what we found a way to put all that crap aside and walk into that come into that huddle as brothers loving each other, fighting and dying for each other in that moment of battle on the field. And all the other stuff was put aside and left in the locker room. And that's the way I felt, you know, when sports is done purely and we fill in those stadiums, RFK or Cowboy Stadium, FedEx Field, whatever, it's similar for the fans. They come into that field in black, white, and brown and whatever religion and and come in on the stadiums and we're all American people you know, there for one cause and just a, in a pure state and leaving all that world behind us. And we're all one in that experience. And I just, I think sports need to stay pure and leave the, uh, leave the politics and the other things for Monday through Friday and, and stop using the football field as a platform to, for, invite America and everybody take a side and be offended and ticked off as soon as they someone on the field does something. Leave the sport clean and pure and use it to unify America like they should. And, you know, do their uh, community service and their political platforms Monday through Friday. And uh, so we're all passionate about those things in our lives. But, man, leave the, leave the weekend and the, the game alone where we can all become one. And that's, I think that's the way it should be. Your shoulders will never allow you to play again, Jason, but we can just hear you right now. You just, you want to put a helmet on and get in a huddle like in 15 minutes, you know, you you don't even want to wait. You don't even want to wait for, for for noon. You know, you, you want to go now. And I did, I I do remember seeing you coaching in high school on the sideline at Lone Peak, you know, when your kids were of that age and you were just all sorts of fired up. It was, it was awesome to see. You got any plans in that area going forward or no? I mean, it would give you something to associate, you know, with the game. The closer you get to it, the better you'll feel. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I, you know, and I always coach and I coached my sons there at Lone Peak and 
And now I coach my grandson, Miles' grandson, out in Chicago in the fall, and he's an eighth grader. And you know, I've been having fun with all my Chicago boys out there. And you know, I, I was an intern with the Redskins, uh, you know, a couple years ago, trying to get back into the NFL. Uh, DJ, I had a dream the other night that was one of the most vivid, crazy dreams, and I'm walking through. You know, the uh, underneath the stadium with a bunch of NFL guys, and I was they're all turning and talking to me, and I'm in my gear, I'm in my NFL gears like Redskins, and all these young players are turning and going, Wow, you're 56 years old and playing in the NFL, and I'm like, Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I'm this big stallion guy in my pad, 56, playing in the NFL. It was like it was the most real thing there was. It was just, I wake up, and I'm like, Oh, fuck. That was so funny. But, yeah, I got I, I, coach. If it was the right situation again, I try. I talk to Andy Reid. And, and you know, you got to go coach for free for a couple of years in the league before you can get in, you know, into the staff. And it's difficult. I've tried to get on BYU a couple times, and it's always, you know, political, and you're turned away for other reasons. And, you know, Kalani just told me flat out I wouldn't hire me as a D-line coach because I'm not Polynesian. I mean, I've, I've had – I've tried. I've tried. But uh, I'll, I'll always be a part of the game. It'll be a part of my life and my family forever. Jason Buck joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Well, Jason, good luck. Find a way to integrate well, football into your life somehow. Thanks, brother. It'll always be part of my life and my family. And I think it's just a great American game. I pray they find a way to uh, get the politics out of the game. Um, you know, Maverick, I'm just I'm sitting down right now, and well, it started last night actually writing a letter to Roger Goodell and Snyder and Mike Brown. You know, the guys that I know well in the in the league, and really on this whole subject of politics in the league and a way to keep it keep it out of the NFL. I just I believe it's the wrong direction to go, and. Uh, it needs to be a place, a safe place for all Americans where we can go and love the game together, no matter our, you know, our race or creed and, and be Americans. And uh, I just really believe that. It was my great love watching the Ice Bowl and those type of things with Cowboys and Packers in the 60s as a little boy. I dreamed of playing the game out on that farm in Michigan. And, and to watch it get politicized kills me. So I hope they return to the old NFL and just pure America. Are you going to run for office again? <laughs> That's brutal, man. That was a brutal experience running for Congress. I, I did my big stand for the Constitution for my kids so they could see it, but that was a tough experience. Here, here it is. You're with all these little pencil necks, right? And they're just the biggest nerds in the world that think they're the smartest people in the world. And you come into the room and they all hate you because you're this giant and I can't beat anybody up like I can in football. <laughs> so it doesn't work very good for me. <laughs> I, can't, I can't go up to somebody and say, hey, you little commie. Bam. <laughs> but, uh, no, I don't No more politics for me. If anything, it'd be coaching. I, I love the game and love the kids and love changing lives and, and you know, inspiring them to you know, play that game the way we did. And uh, you know, football's my life. So if anything, it'd be football. Well, Jason, thanks for a few minutes. We appreciate it. All right, buddy. Thanks, DJ. All right. PK.